I'd rather be on the water thinking about God than sitting in a church thinking about fishing. You've probably heard that or some version of it. There are many. I'd rather be golfing. I'd rather be sailing. I'd rather be hiking in the mountains thinking about God than sitting in a church thinking about hiking. Maybe you've even thought that a time or two. And while it is possible to think about God while doing those activities, those activities are not how God has chosen to make himself known to you. Oh, I know. Psalm 19 says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. I know you can watch a glorious sunset and get a sense for how awesome the Creator is. But you cannot know from that sunset how he feels about you. What he has done about your sin which brings his wrath and punishment, or how you can live in fellowship, in a community with this awesome God, both today and for eternity, so that his Old Testament people might know those things. God gave them the tabernacle. This is where you will find me, he taught them. Here, in its activities, I will meet with you, and you will know who I am. You will know what I have done about your sin. And you will know how you will live in fellowship with me. In the New Testament, God has not given us a tabernacle. He has given us his word. And as that word is read, Christ speaks to us. It is the living word of God. Through his called servants, he is still forgiving our sins, removing our sin problem. In the waters of our baptism, he adopts us as his own. And at his table, he assures us with his own body and blood that we are forgiven and that there is a place waiting for us at his banquet table in heaven. Yes, here in his word, he comes to us. Here, he dwells among us. In the last podcast, we looked at chapters 25 and 26 of Exodus. In this, we'll look at chapters 27 and 28. And as I've done the last few times now, I'm going to ask you to read those chapters on your own. And I'll highlight and comment on a few of its verses. Let's pray. Lord God, my God, help me always to come before you with confidence, knowing that Jesus has paid my debt for me. He has opened the way for me to fellowship with you now and eternally. Preserve me in this faith. Amen. Chapter 27 begins, Build an altar of acacia wood, three cubits high. It is to be square, five cubits long and five cubits wide. Make a horn at each of the four corners so that the horns of the altar are of one piece and overlay the altar with bronze. Notice that is with the tabernacle itself, so also now with the courtyard, God started with the furnishings and then moved to the framework and the curtains. This altar and what happened here was the most important thing about this courtyard. The altar was the structure about four feet high on which the priests offered the sacrifices. 
It was seven and a half feet square, large enough to hold sacrifices of bulls, sheep, goats. A ledge about halfway up went around it, and the priests were able to stand on this as they carried out those sacrifices. The blood, the death that was so graphically portrayed at this altar taught the people what the consequence of their sin was, death. It also taught that a substitute would die for them. The many sacrifices over hundreds of years all pointed to the Lamb of God who would take away our sin by his innocent death. Those sacrifices pointed to Jesus who, as Paul writes, loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Dropping down to verse 9. Make a courtyard for the tabernacle. The south side shall be a hundred cubits long and is to have curtains of finely twisted linen with twenty posts and twenty bronze bases and with silver hooks and bands on the posts. The courtyard surrounding the tabernacle was 150 feet by 75 feet, twice as long as wide. For some perspective, 150 feet is half the length of a football field. It was enclosed by curtains of white linen hanging from pillars, 20 pillars on the long sides, 10 on the short. While the Israelites could not enter the tabernacle itself, they were permitted to enter the courtyard and witness here the sacrifices, the visual reminder that a substitute would die for their sins. They watched as the priests entered the holy place, and the high priest once a year into the most holy place, to remind them that through a mediator, they had access to the Lord. We turn our attention now to those priests. Chapter 28, starting at verse 2. Make sacred garments for your brother Aaron to give him dignity and honor. Tell all the skilled workers to whom I have given wisdom in such matters that they are to make garments for Aaron for his consecration so he may serve as priest. These are the garments they are to make, a breastpiece, an ephod, a robe, a woven tunic, a turban, and a sash. They are to make these, garment, these sacred garments for your brother Aaron and his sons, so they may serve me as priests. The Lord instituted the office of the priesthood to serve as mediators between him and his people. This was to be carried out under the leadership of Aaron's family. By offering the sacrifices on behalf of the people and by interceding for them, the priests would serve as a picture of what Jesus does for us. Jesus is, as Paul calls him, the mediator between God and man, bringing not the sacrifice of a slain offering, but by bringing his own life as the sacrifice of atonement. And, having made that sacrifice in the past, he continues to serve as our priest by interceding for us in heaven. Every time we sin, he points to his sacrifice, which takes away our sin. Two items of the priest's robes were of special note. The first was the ephod. Verse 6, Make the ephod of gold, and of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and of finely twisted linen, the work of skilled hands. It is to have two shoulder pieces attached to two of its corners so it can be fastened. 
Its skillfully woven waistband is to be like it, of one piece with the ephod and made with gold, and with blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, and with finely twisted linen. Take two onyx stones and engrave on them the names of the sons of Israel in the order of their birth, six names on one stone and the remaining six on the other. Engrave the names of the sons of Israel on the two stones the way a gem cutter engraves a seal. Then mount the stones in gold filigree settings and fasten them on the shoulder pieces of the ephod as memorial stones for the sons of Israel. Aaron is to bear the names on his shoulders as a memorial before the Lord. The ephod was a kind of vest or apron made of the same material as the curtain in the tabernacle. It had two pieces, a back and a front, joined at the shoulders and around the waist. On each shoulder was an onyx stone, on which were engraved the names of the twelve tribes of Israel, six on each side. The high priest represented the people as he approached God, just as Jesus, our high priest, represents us. What Christian worship leaders wear today is a matter of freedom. God has not handed down instructions for the clothing of worship leaders today. Many Christian congregations, in that freedom, choose to have their worship leaders wear special vestments, robes, or albs, signify that it is not the man who is important, but the office, the work he's been called to do. The man leading worship is flawed, terribly flawed, but it is the message, not the man, on which we are to focus. The stole, that narrow piece of cloth worn over the neck, represents a yoke, like an ox would wear to pull a plow. It signifies that the man is bound to do the will of his master. He, he's not to teach his own ideas or philosophy, but he is to bring the message his master has given him. A cross is often worn by pastors today to signify that we preach Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins. The other item of note on the high priest's robe was the breast piece. Verse 15, Fashion a breastpiece for making decisions, the work of skilled hands. Make it like the ephod of gold and of blue, purple and scarlet yarn and of finely twisted linen. It is to be square, a span long and a span wide, and folded double. Then mount four rows of precious stones on it. Skip down to verse 21. There are to be twelve stones, one for each of the names of the sons of Israel, each engraved like a seal with the name of one of the twelve tribes. And now down to verse 29. Whenever Aaron enters the holy place, he will bear the names of the sons of Israel over his heart on the breastpiece of decision as a continuing memorial before the Lord. Also, put the Urim and the Thummim in the breastpiece, so they may be over Aaron's heart whenever he enters the presence of the Lord. Thus, Aaron will always bear the means of making decisions for the Israelites over his heart before the Lord. The breastpiece was a square pouch about nine inches square. On the outside were four rows of three precious stones, each representing one of the twelve tribes of Israel. 
In this pouch were the Urim and Thummim. We don't know exactly what those were or how they were used. Urim means light and Thummim means perfection. All we can say for sure is that they served as a, as a medium for communicating with God. The high priest was able to ask questions of God. Apparently, these questions were to be yes or no type questions. And then God would answer through these objects bound up in the high priest's garments. One of the main functions of the high priest was to ask God to bless the Israelites. With the breastpiece of, <clears throat> of 12 gems, each with the name of one of the 12 tribes, the high priest would then be bearing the names of the people of Israel over his heart. And with the Urim and Thummim, he would have the means of making decisions for them. He was to have a heart filled with love for Israel. He was to represent the Israelites before God as he made decisions for their good. And in those ways, he was to be a picture of Jesus who showed God's love perfectly and made perfect decisions on our behalf. Next time, we'll look at the instructions God gave for consecrating the priests and the tabernacle furnishings. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. <laughs>